With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. E-S-N-Y. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Jets All The Way podcast, hosted by the good folks from EliteSportsNewYork.com. I'm Jeff Magliche, Jets beat writer, and with me is Rob Sabo, fellow Jets writer and the editor-in-chief over at ESNY. Thank you for joining us on the Jets All The Way podcast. Rob, anything in particular happened in Jets Land this week? Um, trying to think. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The world's coming to an end. Oh, is it now? Yeah. McCagney's oh, okay. gone. Gase has conquered. And the world is over. The world is over. The sky is indeed falling in Jetland with the bidding of farewell to Mike McCagney. He is on the unemployment line after, after what, five years with this team right now? Well, let's call it four, se- four seasons, five years pretty much, with the squad. And he is, he is now gone off the Jets organization and the new search for a general manager commences immediately. Adam Gase will be taking over the general manager spot in the interim. Rob, what are your initial thoughts? I'm very nuanced on the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you find fans, you find beat writers calling the, the organization a laughingstock, an absolute disgrace. They start ranking the biggest jokes in town. And I think it's ridiculous. Um, the timing is terrible. There's I, no denying that. The timing I, is completely terrible. I think there's something we can all agree on. McCagnin was on borrowed time with this organization. I think that we can agree with that, right? Yeah, listen, McCagney should have been gone a long time ago, at the very latest, with Bulls. Mm-hmm. The timing is terrible. So that's why I, I can't take a black or white stance. I can't take a hard left or right stance. It's got to be broken down further. And the timing is bad, no doubt. They they try to use the end of calendar year uh, excuse, like right. the Chiefs did with Dorsey two, two seasons ago. Right. But you don't let your GM... Uh, go through free agency, go through the draft, only to fire him. Because at the end of the day, this still is Mike McCagnin's team in a source. If the, if the Jets end up making the playoffs, it's going to end up being like, Rob, I know you're not a Star Wars fan, but I, I, I of course, am. And it's going to be like Orson Krennic yelling at Graham Off Tarkin in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Quote, we stand here amidst my achievement, not yours. And that's what it's going to be like for Mike McCagnin if the Jets manage to find a way to make the playoffs this season. Because the Jets, let's let's face it, they had a very solid offseason, especially in terms of free agency. They were able to bring in name brand talent. And that's the other thing with this McCagnin decision, because this was not 
an, an a usual offseason for the Jets. It was not, you know, run the run of the mill. It was not business as usual. The Jets not only had a cap space surplus of over a hundred million dollars to spend, but they also had the third overall pick in the 2019 NFL draft. And if you're gonna let him do this only to fire him less than a month later, I mean, what are you doing right now? That's what concerns me the most about this. Did did you say Orson Wells in Star Wars? Orson Krennic. Okay, yeah. See, I can give you Princess Leia and Chewbacca. That's <laughs> that's a little past my alley. Fun fact. Yet, uh, fun fact. I believe Orson Welles is actually up for the role of the voice of Darth Vader, but he turned it down. Oh, no kidding! Jeez, yeah, man. that is man. How do you, that's crazy. You learn something new every time you listen to our podcast. What do you think of that? Uh, you know, if if the Jets employed him, he would have been fired after episode four. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it's it's a crazy thing. Listen, McCagnan, uh, you're 100% right. You can't let him spend the money. In, in fact, in a weird way, listen, no one likes what Gase did. But in a weird way, my vision aligns with Gase. I would not have paid Bell. You, you look at the championship teams, they don't pay running backs and free agency. It's about building the O-line. It's about building the infrastructure. And four years into the regime, the O-line is still terrible. And it's really a concern. The interesting thing about Gase is at this point, he has a win for the Jets right now. Unfortunately, that or fortunately, depending on how this season pans out and the future, it came against his own general manager. Adam Gase basically said, I want control of this team. This is mine pretty much. It's, it is still McCagnin's team in the sense that all of his cornerstones are, are still here. Sam Darnold, Jamal Adams, Quinn and Williams, they're all still here with the exception of Darren Lee, whom hours into his general manager tenure was traded over to the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk more about that in a couple minutes. But this is interesting in the sense that Adam Gase, he controls this team right now. Wherever Gase goes, this team's go. This team goes, and this is a lot of power to give to a guy who has a career losing record in this league, has coached three total seasons in this league as a head coach anyway, and basically went to the Jets under the advice of perhaps one of their biggest quarterback rivals, Peyton Manning. So it's very interesting to me to see how much power Adam Gase has been granted. He wanted control of this team. He wanted to move forward, which is interesting about the control aspect because Christopher Johnson said at the end of the season last year he was not going to look for a head coach who demanded more control with this squad. So to see Adam Gase pull off this power play and to ascend to the front office of the Jets in terms of the general manager spot, or at least in, at least in the interim, this is interesting in the sense that Adam Gase now has a good amount of control in this team. He's controlling this quote-unquote Death Star in a way. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Will it take down the planets of the AFC? Time will only tell. Will it blow up in spectacular fashion? Jets fans certainly seem to think so, but that's, of course, is why we play the games. Let, let's let's break it down and let's get to the real issue. Fire away. Uh, fans are going to be upset at Gase, but Gase isn't the reason. He's not who fans should be upset about. Mm. The Jets hired him. The, the He could not come in and take power. He, power needed to be given to him. That's number one. Number two, the hierarchy. Him and McCagnin, him and the GM, the head coach and the GM are on the same level, both reporting to the owner. Mm-hmm. And it's been like this under Woody Johnson, and they have no intentions of changing it. And until, I believe, they pick one true football voice and let him hire the coach, with ownership sign-off, of course, 
this is going to continue to happen and musical chairs are going to continue to roll on. No, you're absolutely right. And one thing I got to say, if there's a positive I think we can glean from all this, it's how Le'Veon Bell has responded to these to, to this changing world in the sense that he went on to Twitter and that's where he's done a majority of his talking thus far this offseason in his first few, few uh, weeks with the Jets. He's gone on social media and he basically said he reiterated a point that's been a constant all season. His focus is on winning football games and he said it time and time again that's what he said when a fan confronted him about skipping the the optional minicamp and i gotta tell you we've seen so many athletes these days we've seen so many superstars you know have their entire careers ruined by social media but Le'Veon bell has done a great job of turning into a bit of a leader with this squad and turning it into sense turning social media into a strong you know, power turning into a tool in a way, in the sense that he's reiterated his commitment to this new cause, and he can't wait to you know get onto the field when maybe not in terms of optional minicamp, but once things start really get wrong, he can't wait to partake. Now, is he going to have the same attitude if and when the Jets are two and six? Time will only tell, perhaps. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what Le'Veon Bell can do, especially that he has become a bit of a vocal leader in this cause. He has said time and time again how he's dedicated to winning for this team. And, you know, because after that, after he skipped the main camp thing, he was mentioning on how in January that he that no one would probably remember it and basically signaling that he believes the Jets are a playoff team right here, right now this season. And, you know, there are rumors going around that Gase didn't want him and, you know, he he pretty much took the closest thing you can to a high road at this point. So he's done a good job making social media his tool thus far, his friend in the early going. And I'm looking forward to see where this yields in the future. What do you think, Rob? I mean, look at Odell Beckham Jr. It's the it's the Odell show with Colin Coward over the last 24 hours. Uh, listen, social media, I don't think you could win in any way. I don't think there's any good that can come from talking about certain topics. Um, but what Bell did was perfect. His mm-hmm. words were perfect. Handled so you, you can't have any complaints about that. No, not at all. I think he's done a great job. I really think he's. Tr- I really think he's trying to dispel the notions of that last year created. I mean, I mean, you know, you look throughout his feed. There's also some nice complimentary words to James Conner whenever he can. Who, of course, is going to succeed him down in Pittsburgh right now. So I'm really looking forward to see how this keeps up moving forward, and it should be very interesting. And that. And whether this relationship with Gase pans out remains to be seen, but it should be one of the depth, one of the great, better storylines in this league moving forward. Now, we bid someone farewell this week on the Jets All The Way podcast. We bid them a New York Jets farewell. We say goodbye to not just Mike McCagnan, but Darren Lee as well, traded to the Kansas City Chiefs for a six-round pick. What were your thoughts on this trade, Rob? Well, the first thought is Adam Gase flexing his muscle. Yeah, I'll say I mean, oh, oh, I'm the interim GM. Oh, where's that phone? Let me get that phone. Let me call Kansas City and get this friggin' thing done. And he just, it's its funny. It's like he just did it just to show the world he could do it. Exactly. You know? It was such a, like I said, this was such a power play move. And we've discussed, he wanted to do this and he wants to tear down basically any signage of the Mike McCagnan era that, he doesn't he doesn't deem necessary to this team's success. And obviously Darnold and Adams are gonna go a long way moving forward. Quinn and Williams perhaps as well. But when you have when you had an expendable asset like Darren Lee that you could get rid of and not a good not a good portion of the fan base would probably quarrel with it, 
He did it. He flexed his mus muscle, and literally hours after his interim status was announced, he, he, he dealt him away for basically the first thing he could get, which was a six-round pick. Yeah, now, I mean, if we break it down, mm. listen, fans are going to say first round for a sixth round. This is ridiculous. Why didn't we just keep him? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, the value's not there, but you got to understand the other part of it, the culture part of it, the team part of it. Darren Lee, as soon as McCagnan got fired, put out a tweet, what was it, what it said, good morning, everybody, like a sarcastic tweet that he later deleted once McCagney got fired. Again, talking how social media can ruin careers. That's that it, it didn't ruin his career per se, but it did not create a good look for himself moving forward. Right, and what did McCagney ever do to him? Exactly. Nothing. He drafted him, he gave him an opportunity, he did nothing. They signed Mosley, so what? Greg Williams runs the 4-3 as well. And if you if you if you toe the line, if you're if you're in there, if you're working hard, you could have been that will linebacker in the four three when Greg Williams put out three linebackers. On there the would second have been level. Great, yeah, would have been some great opportunities for him in this, and he had to go shooting his mouth off. So in a so sense, it, go go ahead. If the, the character issue, listen, you know me, I've been on the character issue with the drafting and the acquiring of players, and don't blame me. You know, I don't blame Gase for doing it. It is funny how he jumped to it. It's it's transparent. But I don't blame him. There's humor to be found in the optics of it, for sure. I think we can all agree on that. But, you know, I think the, in the, there were going to be – there was going to be – there were, excuse me, going to be – where was? Okay, there was going to be an opportunity for Darren Lee to contribute in the Greg Williams defense. But let's face it. Once he found out that McCagney was staying, for whatever reason, he built up a grudge against this guy, put him on his list, and at the end of the day, it was a divorce that simply had to happen. Especially after last season, you know, he, he showed signs of starting to get it together. But at the end of the day, you know, he I don't think his part, in a sense, was in New York for the long term, for the long term aspect. So I'm interested to see how this pans out in Kansas City. You know, maybe this strengthens the defense that they've had that they've had some trouble with. I mean, look no further than last year's AFC championship game when they couldn't get a stop at the most crucial times. But I'm looking forward to see what he does in Kansas City. And, you know, for, for anyone complaining about, you know, going from a first to a sixth rounder, let's face it, be lucky you pretty much got anything for him because they declined the option on Lee. So at this point, be thankful you got something for him, I say, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the NFL, the, the devaluation happens very quickly. And even with a player who showed who flashed last year, you know, he was solid last year. He was. He was. I mean, there was nothing truly consistent about the Jets' defense last year. I mean, Jamal Adams notwithstanding, of course. Avery Williamson had a decent debut in green. But there was nothing truly consistent about the Jets' defense last year. Darren Lee came somewhat close. But at the end of the day, once he found out that, for whatever reason, the guy he made his biggest enemy, his, his big enemy in the organization, and Mike McCagnan, once he found out he was staying, it was clear his heart was not in, his heart was not in tune with a New York future, and he had to go. So this is, this is the move they made. Again, the optics of this are somewhat humorous considering Adam Gase was holding the position for hours and he tore down one of the columns of the Mike McCagnan Foundation, but... It's interesting to see. it's it's still a move that had to be made, and the Jets were able to get some, if and if ever so small, value out of a guy who might have just left in free agency anyway. Rob, anything else to add to the program today? Um, you know, you know, think about the Lee. It's a trade. It's a coach trade. Mm. You know, when the coach and the GM aren't on the same page, it's apparent. The right. coach is disgruntled with the player. The GM wants to hold out. 
doesn't really think about the culture. And, you know, you know when the guys are on the same page, they're in lockstep, and the GM will make the trade because he knows it needs to happen. Of course. Uh, this is lockstep because Gase is both the acting GM and and head coach. So, yeah, it's, it's a pure coach trade. Pure coach trade and pure general manager trade as well. So bit, we bid farewell to Darren Lee. We bid farewell to Mike McCagnin. And we bid farewell to another edition of the Jets All The Way podcast. Thanks for listening, folks. You guys have been amazing thus far. We'll be back uh, soon enough. We got OTAs coming up, don't we, Rob? Oh, yes, we do. Next week, yes. right? Yes, the first one, the first one open to the media anyway, will be held on May 23rd. That, of course, going down in Florham Park, which is scheduled for Thursday. So we bid farewell to Mike McCagden. We bid farewell to Darren Lee. And we bid farewell to another edition of the Jets All The Way podcast. Thanks for listening, folks. For Rob Sabo, I'm Jeff Maglicetti. Again, thank you for your continued patronage. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. Or is it the other way around these days? Who knows? But do that social media stuff we appreciate the support keep on listening thanks for listening and have a great afternoon